Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. It is Tuesday, my dude. It is Tuesday. Welcome back to the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. How are you? Uh, no complaints. That's good. I, yeah, I'm all right. Ain't nobody worried about me, as the legendary Kenny uh, Loggins would say. Good to know he's on board with us. He is. Yeah. He's here. He's in my, uh, do you want to say, oh, nope. Kenny doesn't want to say anything. He just uh, shook his head and put his, he doesn't want to say anything, but he's here in the room with me. Okay. So he doesn't want to come on? Yeah. No, he, he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. He's, he's reading a book off on the side. It's, it's all good. Is, is he playing Danger Zone for you? Uh, no, but I think he's listening to it on his headphones while reading a book, which takes a lot of skill to listen to music and read a book at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I get too distracted by one or the other, or one doesn't happen. Like, I, I'll be reading a book, and the musical just won't, I won't even recognize that it's mm-hmm. happening to my ears. Can you read a book in the car? Of course, not while driving, if you were in the passenger seat. Growing up, I could, but I think now sitting in the passenger seat with, like, things happening directly in front of you through the windshield, I can't. I can, I've never been able to read in the car. Yeah, yeah, I think growing up it was more like one of those things where, like, if you're in the back seat, you're kind of like, you don't, you can't really see in front of you if there's, like, a seat. So you can kind of just get in a little bubble versus like now I get like motion sickness from the the yeah, amount of cars going by. Uh, I get it. I get it pretty. I always it'll be like three minutes of like, oh, look at my phone for a little bit. And then like then I'll start like I'll see some article that's like it's been 20 years since walk hard. I'm like, oh, I want to read up on this and a paragraph. And I start going, uh, oh, no, uh, uh. roll the windows down. A lot of heavy breathing for the rest of the car ride. Yeah, you do always yeah. shut with the windows down. I didn't know it was because of that. I thought, you, I thought you just hated air conditioning. Well, I like. Well, in reality, when I'm driving, I do like to drive with the windows down. One, because my car actually doesn't have good AC. At least this car. That, that I don't think you've ever actually been in the car that I currently have. I don't think um, so. No, which has zero AC. So really, I do need the window. But I like having the windows down because it's like, it's just, it, it, for me, it helps me drive, I feel, because then it's like I have the wind. I can feel the wind against me while I'm driving. It's a, just an extra sense being. Yep. Um, I hear you. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Not motivated. Um, activate. Anyway. But yeah. So I like to drive with the windows down. And once I, it's in the summer, it's great. Yeah, I know. Because you've got the sunburn on an oh, arm yeah. with the window yeah. down. Yeah. Just on one arm, people are like, "What happened?" And you're like, "Just driving. I was just driving around." You know, just uh, that's like a that's a uh, like a wow. I can't even find the words tonight. Oh, <laughs> like a deleted scene from the driver with uh, Ryan Gosling. He has a really big, that's why he wears the scorpion jacket because he got a sunburn, got, got on, a one sunburn on one arm. Got to yep. balance it out. How do you oh. feel about the movie Driver with Ryan Gosling? I haven't seen that movie. I've said this for like a bunch of movies recently, but in years, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to rewatch it. I think the last thing. One of the I watched the place on the pines recently, which is like another Ryan Reynolds looking uh, kind of sad movie. That's Ryan Gosling. Oh right, thank you. Even Ryan better. Gosling and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't I, watched Driver recently. No. Drive, I think, holds up. Place between behind between. I was gonna say place between the ferns, but that's uh, the Zach Galifian. <laughs> uh, place beyond the pines. I really enjoyed it, but I think they marketed it. You thought like spoilers for anyone listening you thought that ryan gossing and bradley cooper would have a lot more interaction throughout the film but it's completely the opposite they have yep. very very little uh without getting into too much so i don't want to ruin the movie because it actually is i think a really good movie but yeah the marketing for it made it seem like ooh, 
weird indie heat, and it's not that. It's really nothing like that. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, we have a drink of the week this week in that mm-hmm. uh, we both have different drinks of the week. Yeah. Shane, what are you drinking this week? Well, our drink of the week is red, red wine. Um, so I'm doing uh, 19 Crimes uh, Cabernet. I, I just like uh, my, my cabs. It's usually where I go. Okay. I like 19 Crimes because it has a, if you don't know, 19 Crimes, it's all about, uh, it's from Australia. It's kind of supposed to be off, like, you know, the criminals that were sent to Australia, which is a weird thing when you think about it. Like, that's how Australia, in a way, got started. Of course, there were the... A penal colony is what it was. Yes. Yes. Though, of course, there were people that, the natives, the aboriginals of Australia were like, no, we, no, it's already a thing. We've been doing it for a while. And England was like, nah, let's get it started. It's like, ah. Uh, but it's like, uh, I like 19 Crimes. On the bottles <laughs> has uh, pictures of criminals. And there's a... Oh, are you okay? Oh goodness, excuse me. Sorry. No, no, no. I don't have a mute button. I can mute myself. But I know. I wish there was a quick little for That's sneezes and coughs. That's the one thing is we don't have a mute button. Yeah. Uh, but 19 Crimes, on the bottles, there's an app that goes along with it. You can scan it. And the people on the bottles will tell you a story about their crimes. And See, it's, that, uh... That's mixed reality right there. Yeah. It's very weird. Great marketing. Yeah. But what are you drinking this evening? So I didn't want to open a fresh bottle of red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness! Excuse me. Um, so I actually I have the Travis Scott Cacti Seltzer here. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So I went I went that route. Oh um, wow. Yeah, a fresh new seltzer from everybody's favorite Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Yep. Pretty pretty good. Is Travis Scott sicko mode? Yes. Okay. Good. Good job, Shane. I'll be patting myself on the back as we speak. So they come in, uh, they're coming in a nine-pack, which is always interesting, because that yep. means less liquor <laughs> for more money. Um, come in pineapple, strawberry, and lime. And you and want cactus? Uh, what? Oh, it's a variety pack. Yes. It's not flavored cactus. No, no, no this is flavored seltzer, not yep. flavored cactus. Uh, <laughs> but cacti, it's pretty good. It's made with agave. Yep. Um, it's kind of like a seltzer, meta tequila, and soda. Mm-hmm. And they hang out for a while. So it's pretty yep. good. Very drinkable. <laughs> I use the strawberry one as a mixer this weekend. Oh. I'm drinking the pineapple it. right now. Oh, love me my pineapple. It's very good. I recommend it. So they also, fun fact, they have convenience store sizing, which means that there's a 12-ounce slim can, like a normal seltzer, and yep. then a 25-ounce big boy Ooh. that you can buy individually for like X $3, I think. And I can probably get this at your average liquor store, or am I going to have to kind of go for, like, a niche liquor store that might be carrying the Travis Scott seltzer? So, this is, again, not Spawn. We're just talking very deeply about it, but it is um, – it's made by, like, I believe Anheuser-Busch makes it. Mm-hmm. So, I think you can find it wherever you find your local Anheuser-Busch products. Okay. Well, I will go to my local Anheuser-Busch product liquor store, and I'll see if they have it. Yeah. They're, uh, they're tasty. I recommend them out there to people, people listening. It just came out two weeks ago. I haven't posted on the Cacti oh, Instagram fresh. feed out. Yeah, it's very fresh, but they haven't posted me yet. I've been tagging myself on my story, and they haven't shown any love to the preppy dude in pink shorts yet. Well, maybe they will for a podcast. Maybe That's they're what reading... I'm thinking. Yep. So you send, you send some uh, pics to me, and I'll put it on our, our Instagram, uh, at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. There's a little plug for everybody out there. Uh, and we'll see if uh, the Travis Scott Cacti... Uh, Seltzer uh, will hit us up. Exactly. That, yeah. That's the ideal is our podcast will, will be our in mm-hmm. to the world of beverages. Yeah. Uh, so this week we have two trailers of the week. Technically Dose. three, actually. Ooh. 
Fun yeah, fact. that's true. So we're going to start at the top with a live action trailer and then dive into two animation trailers this yep. week. So Suicide Squad 2, otherwise known as The Suicide Squad. Correct. It's not, it's not really considered a sequel, but it's not really considered a reboot either. So that's why they're just going with The Suicide Squad. Which is kind of weird that it's not a reboot or a sequel. Because to me, it feels like an entire reboot. Pretty much. Because I will say the tone feels drastically different from the first. Yes. But at the same time, it fits in its own world. Uh, if that makes any sense. Because the first one, the trailers, they were very, in- they came off very intense. Dark. Like, dark for sure. Because was, this was what, right after Batman v Superman, before Justice League? Yep. There is actually, I remember now, a Batman post credit scene in the original uh, Suicide Squad. Um, but this just feels fun, uh, which you can expect from director James Gunn uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, which he still has his third to come. But it also, I will say, it didn't feel just like a Guardians ripoff. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I think it's going to be, I think there's a really good character development here for mm-hmm. like Mar- Harley Quinn is still mm-hmm. in it and not recast. Yep. Um, I think also just, it's going to be more fun. But Viola Davis is back in it as Amanda yep. Waller. Mm-hmm. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Yep, he's back in it. Jai Courtney will be back as uh, Captain Boomerang. Although uh, something in this movie, James Gunn has said, people, like, characters will die, like, because it's the Suicide Squad. And that's kind of what you expect from the Suicide Squad is the people, the characters to not make it. Yep. Um, and in this movie, there's many shots. It's a very large cast of a lot of different characters. Um, Pete Davidson's in it. Um, Nathan Fillion's in it. Uh, ton- My favorite is Sylvester Stallone does the voice of King Shark in this. Um, but... I, James Gunn has said people will die. So I expect how this movie is going to be is like one team goes in, everything falls apart, and that's when the second team has to go in and try and pick up the pieces. Yep. Yeah. But it was a fun trailer, Dirty Work by Steely Dan playing over it, which is a very fitting song uh, for the Suicide Squad. And also just reminded me like, oh, yes, James Gunn, like he's going to have a killer soundtrack with this. I will be buying the Suicide Squad soundtrack the week of or the week after. Give me the LP. Yep. Give it to me now. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I'm excited for this because I think I think it will give the movie and the characters like what they actually deserve. Yeah. Compared to what I think the last one was, which was like a weird cross between like a heist movie and an action movie, and it didn't didn't do anything for me. Yeah, and also because it, in the first one, their villain they have to fight is the Enchantress, which is a, a witch yep. who can do pretty much anything. So it doesn't make sense when the Suicide Squad is to be like, you guys take out this witch. It's like, huh, what? <laughs> Harley Quinn with a baseball bat? And like, it, the best one we have is Diablo. Um, though we see in this trailer a very, I did not expect this to be shown um, or to be like the villain, I guess. But we see Starro, who in the comics is like the first Justice League villain that they all team up to fight. Yep. Who is a giant starfish. Even though that's still ridiculous and there's parts of the character that are very weird. The Suicide Squad fighting that doesn't seem that outlandish because it's just like, okay, the giant monster, just fight the giant monster. The, yep. It's not going to be warping reality and showing you your, what your dream life where Deadshot killed Batman in front of his daughter, which for some reason the daughter would go, oh, so Dad, weird. I love you even more now. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. But yeah, this trailer, I, I don't want to say I wasn't excited for this movie because hearing J- James Gunn was attached got me very excited a few years back which is crazy to say that it was already that long ago um 
But seeing this trailer, I'm just like, okay, I'm in. Here we go. Suicide Squad will now be a property I will be looking forward to in the future. Yeah. Can't wait for more James Gunn stuff. Peacemaker, the John Cena character, we're having a spinoff on HBO. They're already working on that right now. Which is crazy that they would go right to that without even showing this movie. But I think that DC really needs to get, they feel like they need to get their TV properties out there. Mm -hmm. And this must be the first way to do it. Yeah. And they probably, even in the trailer, John Cena has a couple few like good lines. They're probably just like, he's, this is just too good to pass up on. Like, in, Looking at the lineup, I don't know any other characters that really, like, would work for a TV show. Of course, yeah, you could watch, like, a Harley Quinn, but Mark Robbie isn't going to do a, a TV show. Um, King Shark as a show wouldn't really work, stuff like that. But I think yeah. the Peacemaker character is like, okay, he's, like, kind of a bad guy, but he's, like, very patriotic. And John Cena's funny. And he's he was probably just like, you want me to do a TV show? Yeah, I'll totally do that. Instead of wrestling more and blowing out my shoulders. I think so. I think it's gonna be good for him, like for John yeah. Cena as a person. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. just to see where it goes. Yeah, but yeah. What do you uh, What do you want to give uh, this uh, trailer for the Suicide Squad? Oh, um, coming out uh, August is it sixth or eighth? Sixth uh, August sixth on HBO. This is another yes. HBO uh, release movie, and some uh, theaters if you. Uh, live in an area that allows people to go to theaters i think by august we'll all be allowed to be back in theaters fingers crossed Fam- famous last words on my part but yeah we'll see uh, um i want to give it ooh, based on this like a seven out of eleven ooh, i don't know um dead suicide squad members Oh wow! You you might even be right. There could be there's enough people in this movie that there easily could be seven dead Suicide Squad members. Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking that there's a lot of people in this cast, as you mentioned. I'm also reading through the cast list right now, and like these people won't make it. Mm -hmm. There's a fair amount that even like Pete Davidson's character, he himself and others, they're like he's just a cameo. So it's like okay, he's there's a shot in the trailer where you see uh, Pete Davidson, Nathan Fillion, Captain Boomerang, Rick Flag, and all them. I think they're going to be the first team sent in, and they all get wiped out. Except Captain Boomerang. I think he'll be like, they think he died, and like either post credit or the very end, he just kind of shows up again and is like, Oi, ah, oh, nah, I've just been drinking over here the entire time. Missed it. Cause I, yeah. Because I feel like Captain Boomerang in the first one and just Giant Courtney in general, like, it's a f- too fun of a character to get rid of. Yep. But if you don't want to, like, if James Gunn didn't want to use him, I feel like he's the type of like, no, like, we can hold on to, like, he doesn't need to be thrown away just yet. Agreed. Yeah. Because still, we got the Flash movie eventually, and that's a cap. That's how I was gonna say. That's a Captain Boomerang uh, hero. That's a Captain Boomerang villain. Uh, so he would want to show up there. So, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for people's skulls to get blown up from explosions in the base of their skull. Morbid. Uh, what is what? What are we out for your review of this? Uh, I'm gonna give this movie uh, a preemptive. I'm going six out of seven. King Shark uh, is an idiot. Lines uh, hand. Yep, that's your hand. Yep. Self aware yeah. King Shark is what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Sylvester Stallone doing that voice. Yeah, I like uh, James Gunn talked about how he got him. He's just like, I texted him and was like, Hey, do you want to do this? It's literally going to take you two hours to do all the lines. And Sylvester Stallone's like, Yeah, anything you want, of course. Imagine just being able to text someone like that. Well, I mean, when he's shown great, he's got a great reputation, depending on who you ask. 
um, in the film industry of like putting out good movies, working great with actors, having great scripts. He's already worked with uh, Sly in Guardians 2, which I had forgotten about until like rereading it. I was like, oh yeah, he's in Guardians 2, like very briefly. Yep. Um, it's like, so, and especially when he probably pitches it to him, be like, it'll take you two hours. It's like, that's it? Like, okay, sure. But who knows? Maybe in eight years, uh, King Shark's voice will be brought into an android's body, and then Slice Alone will have to dress up every day as an android, like Paul Bettany. <laughs> and, that, that, and then it's just him and Aquaman doing things. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Suicide Squad. So that's our first. Or, tri- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the Suicide Squad. Got to get that. Make sure you emphasize the the. It's part of the title because the the makes it not a sequel mm-hmm, or exactly. a reboot. Mm-hmm. It's just this the the the. So our second trailer of the week. Uh, this week was the Rick and Morty season five trailer. Shane, do you watch Rick and Morty? Uh, not religiously. Okay. Uh, I'll like if I'm I get home late from work and I were to turn the TV on and Rick and Morty's on, I'll like watch it. I check out clips online, but I am not. When you said the season five, tra- I was like, "Oh, they're at season five. Like, I had no idea what season they were at. I'm kind of with you there as well. I threw this on because I think it's it's one of those shows that I will like, like you're saying, throw it on. Or if it's on Hulu, I'll watch it and catch myself mm-hmm. up. But I don't. It's just a good dumb show to me. I know a lot of people take Rick and Morty way too seriously, and I know. How dare you say that to our fans? Our fans are gonna hate us now because you just disrespected that show. That's fine. I did four minutes last week on cinnamon shrimp so if they didn't Mm -hmm. hate me back then they're gonna hate me now i just think that the fan base for this show is incredibly aggressive in certain things like they attack Mm -hmm. the the creators on twitter about like timing and stuff and it's like just appreciate the content yep at this point but i digress yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be another show to watch this summer when it comes out Mm -hmm. i bet it's gonna be i don't even know how many episodes they're doing but it's not gonna be enough for their, their fan base i'll tell you that no, not at all. Because probably one of the episodes will be like a bottle episode where nothing actually happens, and they'll go. Um, though I will admit, this trailer, watching it, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, "Wow, this all looks so good for season five. Because I think that's Rick and Morty isn't really a show I feel you can promote via a trailer, like because you really can't show anything. Because yep. Something that might be very impactful to the story could look so obscure to what you, the audience would like see. It could be like quite. It could just be like a gerbil driving a car, and like you might be like, "What? This is nothing." But like in within the crux of the story, that might be the most important part of the entire thing. So, watching the trailer, I was just like, "Cool, cool." Season five, excited for Rick and Morty. There we go. See, I think that's the right thing to take it. If you, uh, if you, so I'm on deadline. Uh, like that's where I watch the watch the trailer. Start reading the comments. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are just rude. Wait, you, wait, hold on. I think we've been breaking news right now. You're telling me people on the internet are rude? I know, but like, I know, naturally. Comment oh, sections man. are toxic places. But like, these people are just like, one guy is saying, he's like, he's like, I'm just getting old waiting for this show to come out. Like, what's the point of watching it anymore? Bro, it's a TV show. I, I don't care. Hey man, I've been waiting for season three of Atlanta for a while, and it's gonna be a, yeah, still got a chunk of time. I left. think I watched season one of Atlanta in like 2015. At this point, it's yeah, I, because I'm pretty sure that's when it premiered. If I'm not mistaken, but Atlanta's a great show, and season two oh, was yeah. incredible. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? You gotta let, you gotta let the creative process work. Uh, Scoob, I don't mean to bust your uh, your bubble, but. 
Atlanta premiered in 2016. So if you watched it in 2015, you either were on the production staff, which I doubt, or you had an illegal copy, which I hope isn't the truth. I don't want to be having. No, I definitely saw it in 2016. Okay. All right. I didn't want to have to call the police and say, I got a criminal on my other line. (laughs) On the other line, just hanging out. Yeah. He's being very polite and waiting while I make a phone call. We're also recording a show at the same time. Yeah. Um, I just don't see, I don't see where that, like all the uh, aggression is, but I'm excited that they're doing a season five. Frankly, like you said, didn't realize it was season five. So good for them. Yeah. But yeah, I think I saw a tweet or something today from Dan Harmon just being like, we don't care about the timelines. Like we're just going to tell stories like, oh no, this doesn't match up with something else we've done. That's great. This show isn't, I don't think meant to match up. They do. I think uh, Justin Roiland Yep, one of the creators, mm-hmm. I believe, just started doing a show on Hulu called Solar Opposites. Yep, which is similar animation style. I haven't watched it on Hulu. I do want to watch that though. I go. watched uh, a couple episodes. I didn't hate it, but I think the entire time I was just like, I should go watch. Like that made me want to watch more Rick and Morty. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that was just more so because it's like I like the the characters of Rick and Morty far more than just this alien family. But that's not really, I meant, not meant to be a, a dig at the show. But yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I don't think it's worth rating this just because it's a, it's a teaser trailer for a TV show that's not really super uh, episodic in a sense. Mm-hmm. So we can, uh, we'll just bounce right over rating that one. We do have a third trailer of the week. Well, I was going to say real quick, I'm going to give uh, the Rick and Morty season five trailer, instead of how Rotten Tomatoes has certified fresh, I think the Shane and Scuba Steve show should have some type of. Uh, scale that's not our obscure number scale when we have to get something a quick rating okay uh so i'm gonna say rick and morty season five trailer unspoiled i don't think we can go i feel like that's too close to the existing rating scale nope Mm -mm. they use tomatoes we use gallons of milk this is a full gallon unspoiled full gallon unspoiled i was gonna go like Takeout versus delivery rating, but I'll go full gallon unspoiled. That sounds okay. Wait, what, what do you mean takeout? Uh, oh, like certified takeout. I don't know. I, I don't get that. I'm off the cuff on this one. Okay. And I'm that drowning. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. And you're still pushing through the podcast. What a soldier you are. Yep. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll go, we'll go certified unspoiled milk. Yep. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, our third trailer of the week this week. We have a lot of trailers of the week this week. I don't yeah. know how I did it today. Um, yeah. Coming out of the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus is Bad Batch, which will be an animated TV show um, on Disney Plus about the Clone Wars. It's also a spinoff of the Clone Wars series. Yes, it uh, takes place a little bit during the Clone Wars. It, or rather, for people who don't watch, who never or never watched the animated Clone Wars series, which takes place between episodes two and three this uh story of the bad batch will follow parts of three and then in between three and four it's going to be showing this uh, essentially the bad batch is like an elite squad of clones who are different from every other clone some who kind of in a way have special abilities or more soldiers like he's more tech savvy he's just stronger um but it'll be them kind of now living in the new world order that is the empire and they're clones, and but now they're trying to move past the clones because people are like, clones are weird. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this because I like 
did you ever watch the Clone Wars animated series? I did. A few, a few good friends of ours have. I and I've heard a lot about it over the years, but I, I really never dove into it. Yep. Um, I really am a big fan. It's Dave Filoni who is now pretty much like the main man at Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy runs it. She's the president, but like Dave is the one. He's like has been given George Lucas is like okay, like he being like you know what you're doing, do whatever you want, and he's behind the Mandalorian as well with John Favreau. Yep. Um, so he's the one that went behind Clone was behind the uh, the director's chair for Clone Wars, which is I actually don't know if you sit in a chair when it's animation. Maybe he he was behind the director's standing desk at uh, Clone Wars, and he's behind this as well. Um, so he knows the characters, he knows the world, and this is just gonna be a nice, fun thing to watch, I think, because it'll be a time period in which within the Star Wars world where we don't really know much or haven't seen much. So, yeah. I think it's going to be good. The trailer's really interesting. It, it'll probably pull me in. Yep. I really think this is another feather in the cap of Disney Plus on a whole, though. Mm-hmm. I'm just having really quality content these days. Yep. And I think they're kind of poised with all their IP mm-hmm. to be a, you know, tier one streaming service which i think everyone when it started was kind of like ah do i really want to watch the simpsons and old like mickey mouse cartoons yep and the only their original thing only was just the mandalorian which people did enjoy yeah but that was also at the very beginning when they're like we're releasing one episode a week and people were like oh okay and, and now, now it's addictive like, yep because we've all forgotten what it's like to have to wait a week for tv Exactly, which I think is a problem yeah. for some people. Because some people are like, why can't I just watch it all at once? Like, why would you? Yeah. Don't you need that every week, the little thing to play in? Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on the property. Or, like, maybe more so if it's always... Because it was tough when the boys went to week to week in that second season. Because the first season was all out at once. It was like, yeah. this is perfect. But then like, the next, they're like, we're going to go week to week now. It's like, but, but now I have to wait more. Yeah, but, it's. Yeah. I think we've created. I mean, just, we could get philosophical about this and say society's based on a uh, instant gratification type model these days, and mm-hmm. denying us TV shows week by week is really just like we're turning to the norm. Yep. I mean, what if they made you? Like, what if they mailed you rabbit ears with your subscription that you had to put on your TV and like wiggle them every like five minutes while you're trying to watch the episode? Every five minutes? Oh man, that'd be ridiculous. The satellites, man. The satellites are not even using because you're streaming it. Oh, man, I, I wouldn't like that. But I'd be okay, I'd be okay if they switch back to four three aspect. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Bother me we're one bit. Sixteen by nine podcast. Oh man, uh, that or we're going just full. Everyone has to watch everything in IMAX framing from now on forever. I wouldn't mind that. IMAX is great. I think it would be awesome, but I don't think actually, my TV could handle it. No, the Suicide Squad, though, if I'm not mistaken, is actually shot like pretty much all in IMAX. Are they going to release that to the people? Well, I mean. You can watch that in IMAX, and I, that would probably be awesome. I haven't. Oh, I need to see another IMAX movie. I haven't seen an IMAX movie in so long. I'm trying to think of the last I saw. Um, hmm. I mean, was it Star Trek in the Darkness? Was that the last one I saw in IMAX? Can't I remember. Know, oh, I might I know seen, I, saw, I saw Endgame in IMAX. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I know Pacific Rim. Did I see that with you? I'm pretty sure I saw Pacific Rim with you in theaters probably. in IMAX. I believe. I believe so. I know it's on Man of Steel and IMAX. That might have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, saw some movie in IMAX just see the plane scene from the third Dark Knight. Yeah. 
Uh, ooh, I'm trying to think of what movie. Uh, I'm going to look that up right now to see the, where they get Yeah, it. I know I've, it's it'll come up, but it's just one of those things. So I honestly, The Bad Batch, back to what we were talking about, um, looks great. I've got, yeah. I'm a huge animated TV show guy. Um, I think the only like, animation I really watch is adult anime, like the Rick and Morty type content versus yep. watching um, The Bad Batch. Although, speaking of like, no, it's not anime content. We'll hold that for later. Um, again, another TV show where I don't think we, we can give it a a proper Shane Scuba Steve show rating. Yep. But I'm going to say this is like a, this is, I actually want to change our Rick and Morty rating just to fill this rating. Yep. So I know Rick and Morty, a quarter, like a, a pint of milk unspoiled. I'm going to give this a full gallon of milk unspoiled. Oh my God. I know we're just messing up with the Imperial uh, volumetric system here, but we're doing it. Oh my God. Um, Hmm. I think I will give the Bad Batch coming to Disney Plus a Star Wars story. I'm an early. Well, I want to see. Well, you threw me off with the whole metric system. It's definitely unspoiled. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just. I give it a certified unspoiled uh, quarter of one percent milk. Okay, is that a pint? Yeah. A quarter of a gallon? No, a pint would be like a glass. Well, uh, and a, I'm I'm pretty sure. A pint is not equivalent to a quarter of a gallon. Or, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I was trying to look up uh, which movie did uh, Dark Dark Rises playing scene premiere beforehand. Couldn't figure it out. Okay. Was it, maybe was it a Mission Impossible? It might have been a Mission oh, Impossible. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Mission Impossible does sound right. Yeah, because those usually shoot in IMAX as well. Yep. But we'll just have to go by speculation on that. A movie that came out 10 years ago. Which is insane. Even crazier. How yeah, how long? Yeah, a while ago. But yeah, well, we got some world news now to talk about. We do have some world news to talk about. Uh, by the way, it came out nineteen years ago. No, nine <sighs> years ago. Yeah, not nineteen. <sighs> Damn, I know, crazy. Um, yeah, the Suez Canal crisis, which I was really excited to talk about, but now it's fixed. Yep. Yeah. So it's not really a crisis anymore. No longer a crisis, but it was briefly a crisis between our recordings, and I felt necessary to pick it up just yep. in case. Yeah, I, I want to tell the world a little bit about what the Suez Canal crisis was. So the canal crisis is. was uh, the fact that a, a ship, a very large 400 meter ship, the Ever Given, ran aground yeah. on March 23rd while trying to enter the canal from the Red Sea, which apparently slammed to a halt 12% of the world's trade because that's how much flows through um, the Suez Canal in a given year. Yep. What is it like 18%, 12%? 12%. Twelve percent estimated. Twelve percent. I know fifty ships a day. Exactly. So yeah. it, it got wedged between two walls. It was like uh, it came pretty close. The canal is not wide. No, is what I learned the hard way. And by the hard way, I mean I just questioned it completely until I looked at a map mm-hmm. and realized how wide it was. Yeah. So well, it's about uh four hundred because the the ship the Ever Given was four hundred meters. Um, which, you know, not knowing the metric system doesn't help too much in trying to gauge that. But I saw something, because I'm a nerd, that helped me. Uh, the Enterprise from the original Star Trek series is 305 meters. Okay. So when, so someone, like, posted a picture of that, and I go, oh, that's really big. Oh, the ever get, oh, that's huge. I like that that's, that's what clued you into it. Yeah, that's what made it click. I go, oh, that's really big. Oh, wow. It's bigger than the, the Enterprise... 
D1? Oh, wow. So, I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting that this happened. Um, yeah. I just saw a great tweet where it's like, as a ship owner, like uh, you never want to see your ship like link on Wikipedia turn blue. Because <laughs> the second that happens, you know that something's not horribly wrong. Yep. I also kind of appreciate that there's a lot of jokes online about like, what is there another ship that's just going to come behind this one? Like the first one that goes through and immediately get caught as well. Cause yep. what else does the world need these days? besides another crisis <laughs> for sure. Uh, what was that? Yeah. It's just ridiculous that it happened and they worked. It was, I think it was like for six days straight, pretty much like boaters in Egypt were just trying to push it and get it out. I loved having seen tons of the videos of the guys who were on the tugboats. Now that it's like moving, just like celebrating, like we did it. And it's like, you guys did you, Helped a lot. I want. I'm just so curious as to like what were on those shipping containers. Oh, I'm sure just stuff. Honestly, I know, but it's like I, I wish like they could have like sent a news crew on. It's like let's open up some of these crates. Like this one's just packing peanuts. This entire shipping container is just packing peanuts to put in other shipping containers. Something ridiculous of it. Yeah, this is just tortilla chips. This is just a, like cases upon cases of tortilla chips. This is ju- this is a whole container of just brown M and M's. That's that's it. They're not even in a box. It's just loose brown M M&M- and M's. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of movie history, Lord of War, mm-hmm. the Nicolas Cage film. Yes. Um, there's a scene where he uh, they're shipping arms like weapons, mm-hmm. and the guy yep. opens it, and just raw potato, just potatoes, just fall out. And he's like, "Yep, that's the best way to do it. Is the heat and the potatoes really just make people not check the containers?" And I was like. Good to know, Warlord yeah. Nick Cage, just in case I ever need the potato <laughs> reference. I don't I was going to say, next time you're at the airport, it's like, sir, why are there four potatoes in your luggage? Uh, you're not supposed to check any further because of the potatoes. That's the rule, right? It's the potatoes that stop you? Uh, no, sir, I need to go into this other room with you right now. Sir, I can clear you six puts a bottles on of his uh, hand, L'Oreal man. in your bag. Please uh, come with me. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, because I was hoping that the crisis would be ongoing when we started building the rundown a couple of days ago. But yesterday, um, I believe they refloated it yep. the 29th. And uh, it's free and clear now. The canal mm-hmm. is open. I think the biggest crazy thing here, and I know we've been doing more current events lately, is uh, world shipping relies on, like, three canals. Yeah. Like the Panama Canal, the Suez Canal, and a third canal, I believe, in Singapore. Yeah, that's that's it. I, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. It's uh, kind of just like how, uh, you know, military nuclear stuff is still on floppy disks. It's like, that sounds insane. But logistically, it makes sense because it's like, that can't be hacked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so once again, you're just like, yeah, but what if we break the floppy disk? It's like, oh, well, then, then we don't have any more nukes. It's so weird to me. Yeah. And there's so many weird, like, it's like... I mean, I'm sure, like, there's other things that, like, those are, like, the obvious ones. There's, like, all those little things, too, where it's, like, back when the pandemic first started, it's, like, yeah, unemployment systems are mostly ran on these outdated software programs that we actually don't have anyone, like, trained in these days. Yep. And it's, like, you read these articles about people, like, coming out of retirement to be, like, yeah, I'll I'll write a couple lines of that code because I wrote it in the 70s. -hmm. Oh, my God, coding has changed. These people are coding yeah. on punch cards. Like, this doesn't make sense. I remember I was watching some medical documentary, and it was, like, asking people in this, like, the building, what do you do for a living? And one person's job was updating all Flash programs for all the computers. But it was, like, that's... And then Flash, like, 
ended. They're like, so now I don't have a job because I can't go to computer to computer to update the Flash. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Flash. It's like that. Yeah. So, yeah, things are weird. Weird jobs, weird canals. But, hey, they're all moving now. We'll be getting our uh, T-shirts and uh, funny bumper stickers soon. Yeah, because, you know, that's what happens on on shipping, shipping containers. containers. Mm-hmm. They only sell the obscure things. The random needs of the people. So, yep. shipping containers aside, we've mm-hmm. been watching a new Disney Plus show. Yep, we have. Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode 2 came out on Friday. The Star-Spangled Man. That's the episode. Oh. Yep, I, I remembered the episode titled this time. The Star-Spangled Man. Yep, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I thought it was a great episode. Starting in, they focused heavily this episode on John Walker, our new Captain America, quote unquote, played yep, by played Wyatt by Russell. Russell. Damn it, we keep doing it. Oh man, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Hey, the next time we can see each other in person. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really great. I think um, we have our first team up of Sebastian Stan's, uh, the Winter Soldier, and Anthony Mackie's Falcon. Yep, they were great during that. I love. They're not really working together. There's a, a consistent love-hate relationship with them where they're going to give each other shit the entire time, but as soon as a hat drops, they're both like, I got you. What, what do you need? I'm right here. Yeah. I thought it was great. I think they're, they're mm-hmm. playing it really well. Mm-hmm. I think there's, a, there's some great uh, hatred of Red Wing the drone off the top. I want to address right away. And yep. uh, Red Wing is no more, at least in this episode. As of this moment, who knows? We might get a new Red Wing, and maybe he'll have like a cooler name, um, and maybe he'll talk, and uh, uh, maybe he'll just be a real bird. Do you think he'll just be like a, a British butler kind of voice? You know, that one that might be just populating the internet at will. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, yeah, though it was funny when watching it, you realize in a way how much the Falcon relies on Red Wing because Red Wing is like, I'm all the guns and the cameras and the heat in the heat signatures and all these things it's like once you take Fa- red wing out it's like falcon's like ah shit i can fly though uh yeah i can fly but nah dang it now i gotta now i gotta do it all um but yeah we got to see red wing die we got to see a wonderful uh kind of almost on a cargo shipping container but on some trucks yep uh fights with uh winter soldier uh falcon then the new captain america and his sidekick Battlestar. um who they all got their butt kicks by a bunch of uh, super soldiers, uh, the flag smashers. Do they say his name is Battlestar, or have I just seen this a lot of places? Nope, he says it himself when they're in the truck in the back. Like Bucky's like, "And who are you?" And he goes, "I'm his, I'm Battlestar. I'm like Sergeant Hops. I think it's Hopkins. It's either Hoskins or Hopkins. I'll, I'll look that up right now." Um, but he's just like, "And I'm Battlestar." And like Bucky just rolls his eyes, like, "What is? What the hell?" Like, it's like a TV yeah. show within a show. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hoskins, uh, Lamar Hoskins is the name. Okay. Um, yes. So I really, I think they did a good job in this episode of right up front, not making us hate, uh, John Walker, Captain America. They like, tried. In the, oh, well, exactly. They tried, but they very quickly by the end, spoilers for everyone. Like they make it just like, okay, he's not going to be our friend. Um, because in the opening scene, it's him and his old high school locker room about to put on the suit to do a big press thing. And he's open to, I believe that's supposed to be his wife or his girlfriend. They don't his girlfriend. Yeah. And then later his 
his good friend um, Hoskin and his sidekick, essentially. Uh, but he's like, you know, like, I'm not here to do the press. Like, I want to do the work, which is like, be Captain America. Yep. And you're like, okay, I can get behind it. And then when even kind of during his interview, he's he starts off good, where he's just like, hey, I'm just a guy. I got guts. I'm just trying my best. But then, of course, he has the line where he's like, oh, Steve was like a brother to me. And that's when they, like, cut the Bucky in his apartment sitting on the ground. And you're just like, oh, I hate him. Sad. Yep. And then by the end, he's just outright, stay out of my way. And you're like, yeah, no, you're no good. It's going to be interesting, I feel like, th- uh, like foil-type situation, I want to say. Because mm-hmm. they do yep. show up in that trailer fight as, like, hey, we were actually just tracking you because you're a, a military yep. asset. I feel like there's a weird, yep. there's a weird undertone throughout their interactions of, like, you're still like you're still ours, at least to. No, I can understand to that. Sam's Especially character because... versus well, Bucky's kind of just independent until they rope him in with the being released from jail on the therapy yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. John Walker's character, I feel like he's kind of oblivious because like there's multiple scenes where he's doing essentially the right thing, but like he just isn't understanding like why he's coming up like he has the scene where they're like would you jump on a grenade he goes oh yeah like i've done it my helmet can like uh withstand the blast it's like no like you don't but you haven't done it like you put a helmet over a grenade that's much easier than throwing your body on a grenade yeah it's yeah there's also some great moments in this episode they introduced isaiah bradley Mm -hmm. who was given the secret uh the super serum in the 50s it sounds like from bucky is this conversation yeah because it's during the korean war which I believe was, I want to say, 51? Yeah. So they've, Bucky and him have fought and are aware of each other, and that's how they meet, mm-hmm. and they kind of have a nice talk there. But then at the same time, you realize that uh, Isaiah Bradley was treated absolutely terribly by the U.S. military in the comics, yep. and you, you, you can read online about everything that, you know, the backstory of the character, but then at the same time, Sam realizes that there was, an, like, a black Captain America, essentially, before he knew about Captain America and he did not like, yep. I think there's a, there's a great, it, the, this scene in the show and the scene following it really connect to kind of what the United States experienced over the summer mm-hmm. and kind of building up some knowledge base there. Cause you experience like, a, like Anthony Mackie's character getting profiled on the street fighting with Bucky until they realize they're Avengers and they still end up going to jail because Bucky missed his therapy. Yes. Um, yeah, the uh, creator of the show, uh, Malcolm Spellman, has said, like, we're not going to be shying away from race. Like, there's more to come uh, in this. Uh, so, like, don't be shocked when there's, like, another scene that's going to probably make you uncomfortable as a viewer. Which, I- I'm excited that they're talking about this. Like, it's, I would say, it's flushing out the Marvel world. It's ma- kind of grounding it a little bit more. I feel like it's always kind of meant to be realistic, but there's always been like this ether of like, no, but it's the Marvel world. Everything's kind of perfect. Yep. The worst, the worst thing out there is uh, Hydra Nazi soldiers. And it's like, okay, that's understandable. But it's like, now it's being like, nope, there's good and bad everywhere. There's this underlying tone that you can't ignore much like in real life. Um, but yeah, it was a, I thought this was a great episode. Um, we get to learn a little bit more about our antagonists, the Flag Smashers. Um, they're on the run from uh, Power Broker, uh, which in the comics is like essentially like an organization, sometimes just a singular person, um, but who gives people powers. So we're assuming that's probably where they got 
their super strength is from power broker or power brokers who's now coming after them to get it back yep. because usually how it works in the comics is like power brokers like hey i'll give you superpowers but then i want you to do some things for me which he also gives powers to uh tilting my glasses uh, captain america u.s agent john walker and battlestar oh really yeah yes so interesting speculate yeah i'm speculating within this series i don't think john walker will be like an actual like the villain yep i think somewhere along this uh series he will be like because we see him in the fight against the super soldiers he gets his ass kicked like he's not as good as captain america because he doesn't have the super soldier serum and I feel like that's going to be his biggest crux of like him just being like, I can't do what everyone wants me to do. I'm not him. And he'll be given the opportunity to take a serum to get strength. Yep. And as we know from the first Avengers, uh, the doctor, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but he's like, you know, what's, everything gets amplified. So what's good becomes great. What's bad becomes evil. That's why Red Skull becomes this Red Skull. Um, so I think that's kind of what's going to become the bigger foil for John Walker. I think like after he gets some stupid strength, He'll be like more edgier, more just like I don't care. Like I'm going, I'm on, I'm focused on my mission. I don't care who gets hurt along the way. I think it makes total sense. I think that's like a great theory. I believe it. Yeah. I also didn't realize that they didn't give him like any sort of super serum before he became Captain America. I think it's kind of funny that well, it's like, hey, you're a regular dude who's really good at being a soldier. Let's mm-hmm. put you in a suit and call it a day. Well, I think the reason why is just because. Captain America's specific serum was so specific. And now we know uh, Isaiah Bradley's character was also kind of given, it wasn't the same, but it was like they ran tests, but he was the only one that survived. Yep. So I think the US, and then the only other experience we have is knowing uh, Bucky during the 80s killed Stark with other serum. So part of me thinks like the actual US government is like, let's not mess with this anymore because every time we have, things have just gone bad. And it's more so the illegal Hydra black market power brokers. They're the one that now throw this out and just experiment on people being like, screw it. Let's see what we can create. And probably it's more so like, I'd say I feel like it's technically illegal to do that. I mean, it's a TV show. No, I know. But I feel like within the context of the world, it's like, that's like, you know, biological experimentation that you're not like, you can't approve. It's not like when you're at actual wartime, like, it made sense for the 40s. There, It's World War II where we're going to try again to win. But it's like, no, this is just like a post blip. Everyone's just trying to settle back in. It's like, we're making super soldiers now. It's like, it's kind of like... Um, we're doing it. What's like the... like? I feel like there's a treaty that the world has. It's like, you can't make more nuclear weapons. Like, the, like yeah, we... Ha- okay, like SALT and the nuclear test ban treaty and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's in a way like that. It's like, okay, no more making of super soldiers. But like, of course, the black market's like, what's that? We couldn't hear you. I have music playing in the background. Okay. I see where you're getting at. I respect it. That's just my thought. There's no confirmation on that. But yeah. We also get the reminder this episode that uh, Baron Von Zemo still exists or uh, Zemo still Mm -hmm. exists. Um, He's currently trapped in jail somewhere. Which I wasn't expecting. I thought he would kind of just be out there. But that means after Civil War, he's been in jail. And then during the snap and the blip, he was still in jail. So he's just been sitting there waiting for years. Kind of funny. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, it's, I don't feel bad for the guy. But now that at least sets up like, okay, he's going to probably be on edge. And like, 
there's we've seen in the trailers he's going to be suited up in his costume. Yep. So, so he's not going to be this easy character who's just going to be like, okay, here's all the information you want. He's going to be a problem for Bucky and Sam. Um, but I'm excited to see them go uh, to him. I'm loving seeing Bucky, like, he remembers everything. He knows his past. He has all this stuff he can now draw from. Like, being able to go, like, oh, let's go talk to Isaiah. And, like, him kind of also being smart enough to be like, we got to go talk to Zemo. Like, he knows what we'll need to know. It's nice instead of just, like, a kind of blank point and he'll beat them up character. Yeah. I think this would be cool. I, I'm excited yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on the episode? That was really great. Really well done. I'm digging longer episodes. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, definitely appreciating that. I think actually one quick thing to you about the Bad Batch, the first episode will come out on May the 4th, yep. Star Wars Day. At least 70 of minutes course. long. Wow. That's probably, you know, I bet like almost two episodes put together and they're just like, let's just make it one big thing. I wouldn't know because then the third, ep- the second episode of the series will come out like three days later on a Friday. Yep. Yep. So really interesting thing there. I just wanted to bring that up. But honestly, this episode, I'm really high bar. It feels like a movie, and I think that's great because I think people were like, "WandaVision should be like a movie." And WandaVision had like very well defined chapters and and scenery yep. and you know different set design and things that really pulled it together mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, but this feels like a movie, and I'm not uncomfortable with them breaking it up the way they have been. Absolutely, I feel like in, as well they've broken it up each time at great points to be like, okay, end of first episode, we see there's a new Captain America. End of the second episode, we see Zemo's in jail. It's like, perfect. All right. These are great spots to leave us on. Yep. Unlike, not in a way, but like, unlike WandaVision, where it's like, end of the sitcom episode. And then, okay, we're back in the real world. That's not me uh, knocking WandaVision. Still a great show. Oh, incredible yes. show. Yeah. Top tier show. So, I think that's, I'm excited for episode three. I've been watching them Friday mornings because, you know, what better mm-hmm. thing to do from a Friday at 6 a.m. Yeah. than watch. Yeah, talking about Winter Soldier. But what are you rating episode two? Uh, give it five out of six. Bucky catching the shield for John Walker's. Oh yeah, that was nice. Uh, oh man, oh, that, and he he looked at him like so angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it nine out of ten. Uh, Flag Smashers saying, oh, one world, one people." It's a weird. World, it's people. just a weird slogan because, like, their entire thing is like we could get back to when there was like half of us. Well, that's not what they want. They want it to be like no borders because essentially it seems like during the time of in between Infinity War and Endgame, the I guess is that time period supposed to be called the blip? I know the blip is supposed to be when they all came back. I, I don't know what they're calling it. Whatever the time the period in between the snap, yeah, the the in between. We'll call it the in between. Um, it seems like what they're saying is like during that time, there weren't really any borders. Like that, everyone was just working together because it was essentially like, "Hey, we're all that's left." Yeah. So I think that's what they're getting at more instead of just like we want half the people to be gone. It's more like no, like everyone just worked. No one cared. Like, oh, you're American, you're uh, Canadian. No one cared about that. Um, <laughs> what a vast, diverse collection of countries I picked just there. Um, but yeah. So, but I. I'm interested to see what happens with the Flag Smashers as well, because they're supposed to be like our villains, but everything they're kind of doing right now is like, we're stealing vaccines so we can give it to refugee camps. It's like, okay, that's actually pretty good. 
and even their leader, the the young woman who I can't think of her name, but she was in Solo, um, a Star Wars story. Like she seems the entire time like not this hardened leader. Like she seems very like, okay, guys, like this is gonna get tough. Yep. Is everyone in? And everyone's like, yeah, we're in. And like, oh no, they're coming for us. And it's like, okay, don't worry, like I'll stop them. Are you sure? And like she's very distraught about it. So. I'm interested to see what happens with the Flag Smashers. I kind of do wonder how they all got powers. Because, yeah. like, how do you go to the, the, this power broker, if that's the case, and get your powers? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, mm-hmm. can six of my buddies get it, too? Yeah. It's like going to a club and being like, I have 12 dudes with me. Can, I, can we all get in? Yeah. <laughs> the bouncers are just like, no. What? <laughs> Why? No, get, get out of here. Yeah. But very good episode, episode two. Excited for episode three, a couple of days away. I think I'll, uh, you know, put myself in a medically induced coma for those couple of days. You're gonna, for three days, two days. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, about two, two and a half days. Hey, if because I want to not be too direct, like you know, groggy when I get up. Like I want to be like, smoke if you got him, I guess. But maybe, maybe <laughs> don't do that. Yep. <laughs> well, Shane, do you want to tell the people where they can find you on Instagram? Just me, just me. Yeah, we're changing it up. Well, you can. Well, you can find me at Shane Olson on Instagram. Uh, there, I have a post about a show I'm doing on the 8th of April, which I highly recommend you all go to, which uh, there's a special guest who's going to be on the show. Um, and I have to look up his name right now, which doesn't sound that great. Uh, but he's going to be on the show. He's on the Howard Stern show. He's been on uh, Family Guy. He's done a lot of things, and I still can't think of his name to save my life, but I'm pulling it up, and I'm giving a lot of attitude. It's Craig Gass, everybody. Craig Gass from the Howard Stern show will be on the show April 8th at Mohegan Sun. So I highly recommend you buy your tickets in advance because it's going to be a great show. Uh, But you know where they can find you and I? In a boatload of places. There we go. You can find us at Instagram at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. You can find us online at Show. We got reviews there. We got some episodes there. I'm finishing up a Zack Snyder Justice League cut review right now. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. And if you're there, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Five stars. Write a review. We say five stars every week like it's our job. And somehow we have a four and a half star rating. Who the fuck did that I don't to understand us? how that could happen to <sighs> us. But anyway, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us the five stars. Let us know. Share the love. But yeah. I hope it's someone made the mistake where they thought it was like one's the best you can get. Like a reverse kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I hope, I hope that's what happened. <sighs> I know. Shane's human. So. <sighs> I, have a bake, I have a potato under me and I'm baking it now. How angry i am that's so the tsa can't go back there either <sighs> exactly uh, no there's a potato there you can't go uh. that's our show for the week we'll see you guys next week have a good day.